0: Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. And I'm joined with Chickie. Hey, I am Chickie. I am at the Chikrin on Twitter. Devin.
1: Hey, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter.
2: And our guest today is Katie. Hello, I'm Katie, and you can't find me anywhere.
0: Else. <laughs> Probably won't. <was>. That's respectable.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: We're going to be discussing Sansa's third chapter in a Game of Thrones today. Uh, Trigger warnings, all the usual warnings, of course, for rape and violence. Um, And we can jump right in. Sansa's eating dinner with Jane Poole and sharing news about what happened earlier at court. She's kind of bewildered that her father didn't send Loras after Gregor Clegane. And she suspects his, you know, she kind of makes comments that his injured leg must have made him cross and she thinks about, you know, to herself during this conversation, she starts thinking about um, the conversation she had earlier with Septa Mordain afterwards and how Lord Baelish had interrupted them on their walk back, uh, which kind of disconcerted Septa. (laughs) She had been upset, you know. Probably understandably, you know, she didn't want that getting around that what Sansa was saying, you know, and their business. And she sort of explains it away to Baelish. Oh, you know, Sansa's foolish chatter of a young girl kind of thing. And Baelish sort of gets really here and starts... (laughs) <laughs> it's it always like leering You just like, he touches her face, and you know, it's just,
3: it's so Is rough. he
1: never not? Ugh,
0: <laughs> I, I
1: know. No, because <laughs> I feel like that's just always.
0: Yeah. that's his permanent yeah. state of being. And poor Sansa, you know she. He's just sort of using it as. This, I just. He's just. Used, he's just doing his thing and asks her why she thinks you know laura should have been sent and you know she's kind of being earnest and telling him he looks like a true hero and gregor is a monster and <laughs> you know just like the old stories and he you know he does it nasty touches her cheek and life is not a sweet song sweetling you may learn that one day to your sorrow and she felt really you know she she thinks to herself i feel really uneasy about this and you know you think she'd probably she, you know you'd share this it's so disturbed her that she didn't even share it with jane you know in this little scene part right here
3: yeah, yeah, this weird uh, grooming behavior. She didn't share. Yeah, terrible.
2: And and it's quite. Uh, sorry, I, I was just going to say it's quite interesting because Baelish is saying that he w- he would send Sir Loras because then it then it will put uh, Lannister and Tyrell at odds, isn't it? Like I th- I th- that's what I got from it anyway. Like if Loras was sent, then it would shatter a potential Lannister Tyrell uh-huh. alliance. But obviously sansa is just like you know she's just a well, you know t- teenage girl she's yeah, yeah
3: He's like well, sansa, my sansa she just stands Loris. that's why she wants him to be the <laughs> one to go <laughs> I love how Jane actually stands Barrick and Yeah, and Santa stands Loris.
0: Yeah, that that was what the, the very next part here we get into like it's sort of like Jane suggests that, you know, she's like, you know, Ned should have maybe sent Ilan Payne because he's the King's justice and then sans "Well,
3: says, and these are
0: all good points. Like this is all
3: accurate. I mean, you know, like katie's saying, "Imagine if Ned had sent Loris at this point yeah. and, you know, caused a probably, you know, irreparable rift between the Tyrell and Lannisters at this point, which it would have been, Um, you know, a lot of things would have changed and it definitely would have have forced the Tyrells to stay on, you know, the Baratheon Stark side. So it it would have changed a lot of things if he'd sent Loras instead.
0: And she's just—it's interesting. This is probably throw this whole chapter. And I don't know. Maybe the other ones too. Like it's been—you know—because this is more. Her chapters have been more spread out. Like this is her third one, and we're this far in. You know, Yeah, what is, yeah. Uh, yeah and Edward's eleventh, and it's kind of. She's very much about looks. It's like everybody's pretty black and white. Like, this person looks <laughs> like, you know, everybody. She's commenting on oh. their looks here.
2: <laughs> it made me laugh so much when she says about Beric. She's like, oh, he's t- he's much too old. He's, like, almost 22. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh. I know. And she says, like, you know, she, you know she's sort of
0: thinking Jade doesn't have a chance with him. She's half his age and he's, like, higher ranking and all this stuff. But I'm not going to tell her that. You know, I guess she was at least <laughs> that good of a friend that she didn't tell her. <laughs> (laughs) yeah god and um then she starts talking about like you know this is kind of interesting we got a question about it too she starts it's really brief but she talks about this it's a wish but she portrays it as a dream to jane um she's like about joffrey hunting a white heart and you know she's like Jane's like oh did, did he because sort of the idea is that oh you tame the animal or something you don't kill it but she's like no he killed it because she's thinking to herself oh Joffrey would like that he'd like to kill it and then um <laughs> Iruna 22 from Reddit said like what do you think does do you think this has any meaning at all or is it just and do you think um she instinctually knows more about Joffrey than she's willing to accept based on her revisions on the tropes I mean I guess the fact that she knows he likes killing and he wouldn't just like be the like you know kind of this idealistic oh you know i'm just gonna go pet the white heart thing
2: <laughs> yeah well it's skipping ahead a little bit but um i picked out a quote which is quite i thought was quite funny so um she says uh, santa says to ned i don't want someone gentle and brave i want him when <laughs> when ned says yeah yeah i thought that was really telling yes it's Gosh, that's true.
3: It's a really specific thing. Oh, man. Well, it's that thing that you do when you're dealing with a reality that um, isn't great, where you kind of try to normalize it. And you can kind of see her doing that. Yeah, I, I feel like in the way she kind of adjusts things around the reality of Joffrey as opposed to what you know a fairy
0: tale might be. Yeah, and her upbringing. I mean, not just her idealism or the 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 story. You know that her, that's her sort of appeals to her heart, but everything in her upbringing would have logically told her that your best case scenario, like it's the, to be the queen, to be you know this is everything to someone. This is like hitting the lottery. And, you know, you're trying to make it like, oh, okay, this is going to be a nice life. Like, you don't want to think it's going to be a horrible life. But it's like she's getting essentially in her mind as child like, oh, this is the perfect world I'm getting handed here. You know, what would she want otherwise? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, And uh, so Jane, they're going back and forth these little tidbits. And Jane says she saw Ariel walking through the stables on her hands earlier. And Sansa's just, like, irked and, like, why would I, you know, why would I know why she's doing that? <laughs> um, and she's like, do you want to hear about the court or not? Um, she goes on to talk about, you know, again, about somebody's appearance. She sees Yorin and she talks about how, you know, she's thinking he's old, he's smelly. And, you know, I thought, like, you know, I assumed they were all, like, Uncle Benjamin and... And so she's going on, and Jane yawns and asks about lemon cakes, and Sansa admits that lemon cakes are more interesting <laughs> than, than a throne talk. So they sneak down to the kitchen, and this is kind of like a cute, like, we don't get a lot of these things. It's like a lighthearted, like, there's no lemon cakes, they find a half-eaten strawberry pie, and they giggle and gossip, you know, in the Aww. tower stairs. like, it's so cool, like a cool little <sighs> bit, but it's so heartbreaking, because uh-huh. like, oh, God, it's so... Fleeting. <laughs> it's all gonna go to shit. Yeah,
2: it, yeah, exactly. It's right before the shit. <laughs>
3: Very
1: shortly. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. It's sad for both of them because you know yeah. how this. This is probably some of the last real fun either of them will ever have.
0: Oh gosh, yeah. man um, so Sansa wakes at dawn to watch Lord Barrack and his men depart the castle um she's excited you know the more of this song it's like a song come to life it's very that theme keeps repeating itself in this and her thoughts and afterwards at breakfast um Arya asks her where everyone is um if their father had sent them to hunt Jane, down jamie lannister and sansa starts going to details about who got sent and you know she starts thinking about like out loud about lord Berrick like would he spike gregor's head on his own gate or bring it back for the king and S- septum ordain is horrified and tells her she's as bad as her sister these days to have such thoughts uh, Arya suggests this is where things get a little heated area suggests um someone should behead jamie and the hound for killing jory huard and uh will and micah uh sansa replies, i mean it's understandable area feel that way and sansa replies that it's not the same thing and it starts a shouting match. Um, You know, Sansa started getting haughty here and says that Arya wouldn't dare call her these names when she's, you know, your grace, the queen. Um, Well, (laughs) and it's interesting that Sansa, even in private,
3: is doubling down on this thing of Micah attacking Joffrey.
1: Yeah, like has she brought herself to believe that? Like one of those things where you say something for so long that you just start to believe it? Yeah. Yeah, I
3: yeah, I it's it's disturbing, you know, and annoying, quite frankly. Yeah, it's you're like, really
1: in there. Even in private,
3: we can't admit what reality is. Santa, come on.
2: <laughs> yeah, like it's an interesting part of her character, isn't it? Because then you've got the unkiss as well. Like she has these little kind of delusions, I guess, that she yeah she kind of clings well, to. Yeah, and
3: I mean, this is clearly like a theme of this chapter, you know, yeah. the stories that she tells herself as opposed to mm-hmm. reality, I guess. And um yeah, this is <laughs> this is
0: one where you're like, ah oh. <sighs> Yeah. And I mean, you know, we'll get into let later, but Aria it's surprisingly like understanding of some of her you know, right here she isn't immediately like right now, as she flings the blood orange at Santa's face, she wasn't understanding, but um later we get a little bit of a you know, she seems like she's trying to comfort her a bit. Um so she hits her with this blood orange and it's just a mess and it falls into her ivory silk dress um she flips you know it stains it can't get it off um she screams you're horrible they should have ki-. you know this is pretty horrific to say to yourself you, they should have killed you instead of lady um septa jumps up and orders them to the chambers um uh, until their father gets back and she's going to talk to him and sansa rips off the clothes and cries herself to sleep uh we did get one well,
1: uh, not just <laughs> rips off her
0: clothes she like burns the dress I'll like in a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It's like a full blown tantrum
3: almost. I mean, you know, which when you're 11, you do this sort of stupid stuff. <gasps> oh, yeah,
2: yeah. She she does it when she when she has her period, doesn't she? She like burns the dress then, like she.
3: It's very much I feel like a foreshadow of the period because yeah. it's it's actually even a blood orange, and you know, yeah. I think George mm-hmm. calls it a red stain, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah it's right like on her lap. lap. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that is. Yeah. That's got to be what that is because he's. <laughs> so blunt
3: which first of all gross george we don't need this
0: I
2: know. <laughs> oh god yeah it's totally Anything something he do. with like yeah female genitalia and george i just do not want to go there no. with it it's so weird like, you wouldn't think he had he had a wife like with some of the stuff he. like yeah Ugh. and um
0: Cardinal Cardinalgirl75 from Discord had um, asked something pertinent about this section. Um, she said, um, during this chapter, while talking about current events, Arya says Jamie Lannister murdered Jory, Heward and Will and the Hound uh, murdered Micah. Somebody should have beheaded them. We all know that the Hound ended up on Arya's kill list, but why do you suppose that Jamie never did? Arya was much closer to Jory than she would have been to Micah, but Jaime is never included. I thought that was a reasonable question.
3: Somebody talked about this on... What was it? A couple of Ned chapters ago on that on that podcast. I wasn't on it. Devon,
0: were you on that? I don't remember. <laughs> so bad, my I'm, probably... I'm sure I was. <laughs> I'm <don't laughs> so ago.
3: fine
1: right now.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, I do not know.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I, somebody asked about that, and I think it was Guile maybe who said maybe it's because she didn't personally interact with Jamie that he didn't make the list, which. Might make sense. We never do see them personally interact. They're certainly in the same room several times, but they never do really interact.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah.
0: I wonder if George that and it would, would have been
3: really yeah. inconvenient for George if she was on uh-huh. his list. I
0: yeah, think. so yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Or I mean, if he was on hers, <laughs> that's the real reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Take for the story. Um, at midday, Septimordain w- wakes Sansa um and Sansa calls out for this is really sad Sansa calls out for Lady but she realized she's been having she's been dreaming and they were running together in the dream and um she tries to remember but of course you know were you trying to remember she's it's fading she can't remember um both girls are brought to the solar to talk to their father
3: Can I stop you there yeah, Cole? Yeah, yeah, I totally. feel like this is
0: one of those those
3: foreshadowing things where Lady forget I should have had the book open why don't I but I um you know, it's described as Lady staring at her with sad eyes or something, and I kind of think it might be about the the fact that she doubled down on the Michael lie and that she's not admitting to herself that that played a role in Lady's death. Um, mm-hmm. I suspect, you know, this is a discussion that <laughs> that we can have about the fact that in this book, and we're about to get to another scene where Sansa's a little tough to take somewhat um You know, Sansa's a kid. She's 11. She's put in this very difficult political situation that she is not at all equipped for because her parents aren't equipped for it and they have no way to equip her for it. Um, You know, and it's terrible. But at the same time, George very much wrote her to be kind of the black sheep of the Stark family and to be the one who, minor as they seem to be, in her eyes, kind of betrays the Starks on occasion. And this is one of those times where I think he's foreshadowing or not foreshadowing. Well, yes, foreshadowing. He's saying... He, he has this, this scene with Lady of Lady looking at her with sad eyes like, will you just please, please, please stick with the family so that you don't get into this situation again where something bad happens. And, you know, it's, of course, foreshadowing of what's going to happen in her next uh, chapter. But, oh, God, um, it's really, really tough. That, along with the dress, with the orange thing and everything, there's just a lot of foreshadowing for a lot of terrible things that are going to happen to Sansa in her story. And you're just kind of like, oh, the dread.
0: Yeah, Yeah, there's just a lot of information, like a lot of information, you know, just all these little tidbits we're getting and just, you know, I I think it's easy to focus on kind of, you know, I, I think people focus on the way and I think that's sort of the way she talks about people's looks and things and can be kind of like, I don't want to say just distracting, but I guess it's, You know, he's placing her personality in there, but like there's so much information beyond that, you
3: know. I mean, I don't think he wants you to think terribly of Sansa, but there's no question that he makes her the black sheep in this book. He Mm. corrects on this, he course corrects later Um. in later books. By the time you get to Storm and Feast, he's he he's not he's not slipping in some anti Sansa stuff. But it's like when people are like, Oh, I hated Sansa, it's like, you know, there's a reason George puts this stuff in that
1: is annoying and very hard to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. And you could tell he was very much headed towards like this was feels like, you know, remnants of the original outline where she was to straight up betray the family. Like when because I think she ends up pregnant by Joffrey and like she chooses would originally choose them over the Starks for a time. I think she would end up coming back to the Starks, but you can still see some of that here of what he had in his original outline.
3: Yeah. That's I mean, exactly yeah. is yeah, another victim of the original outline yeah. coloring some of what happens in this book, just like Jamie. And um yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, I hate it because it's like at the same time, she's eleven yeah. and it is ridiculous to expect her to know some of this <gasps> stuff and and to to always make the right decision because no one does when they're eleven. You're a very selfish creature with a very narrow
2: view of the world, you know? Like, i don't i do find it very like when i was her age i can relate to a lot of like the, her thought processes yeah. the way she kind of yeah i can see like i don't think it's you know that egregious like the, the amount of hatred she gets i think it's a bit yeah <laughs> a bit the much, out of proportion but, to what she does i
3: 100 yeah. agree yeah
2: because she's
0: also not and that's the thing too it's like we're reading people's thoughts in her head. She's not saying these things, and she's not saying out loud. Like she's having some sort of filter. She's not. I mean, everybody thinks things, but they're not going to like the the situation with Jane. So she's. But we've just got like it's like we're forming opinions based on fleeting thoughts that might come into her head, and we're like, oh, but but dear, you know, she's not. You know, a lot of the stuff she's not like coming out and saying, "Oh, you're ugly," or "You're this," or "This that." That's exactly right. She's not saying this this stuff about looks out loud, which Where you know, some I mean, people it, do. So it's like, yeah, at least she's not. <laughs> that you have,
3: though, you know, these kind of you know things you would never say out loud. You do think things about people or situations that you would never say. Um, um, this is well, funny because but... it, it, being Jamie Lannister fandom, there's this whole, whole in joke about. Jamie Lannister's thought crimes, which is basically that Fandom <laughs> is mad at Jamie for things that he thinks. Yes, rather than the things same. That
2: that's true.
0: That's yeah. the same thing. Yes, that's a good point.
2: <laughs> I think as well. Like that's what she's been taught to value. You know, yeah. in, in this society, it's appearances. It's it's you know the way that she looks is so important oh, yeah. to you know like her function within society. So I think it's a little bit, you know, it's you have to understand the context of. Yeah. Of you know of uh, her shallowness,
3: yeah. Well, and I, don't
2: I to try that hard to understand
3: because I was an eleven-year-old girl in my society, and I had these thoughts.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, and she's beautiful, <laughs> and it's like, of course, if you're, you know, you're probably it's going to go to your head, and if everybody in her life was always, which sounds like they are, they often comment on it. It's like,
2: yeah, it's that, that's what she's rewarded for, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh they were so they're back in the where are we at they're back in the solar now and um it's interesting because Santa again like sort of just jumps right in and she's like you know <laughs> she started, it's it's aria's fault like you know it's all her fault and we don't a you know natural kind of kid argument but this was you know Arya apologizes and sort of shocks Sansa um you know she continues her back and forth though it's a brief pause everyone's like oh why is she apologizing but um Edward interrupts them like he's pretty you know he's really up front actually you know think about it. was like wow he, he could have taken a little more time like throw it down a little easier but he's pretty upfront with this um interrupts and says you know I'm not here to talk about the dresses this is not what this is about um he's sending them back to Winterfell um, and, you know, that's got to be pretty shocking for to immediately hear that. Like you're, you're just your whole life changes in instant in Sansa's mind And she insists she can't go. She must marry Joffrey. Um, you know, she gets pretty dramatic here. She loves him as much as Queen Nerys loved Prince Aemon the Dragon Knight. And um, Ned assures her, OK, he's not that guy. He's not Prince Aemon and he's going to, you know, he'll make her a better match. Um, the last little part here I was going to read was a section, um, sort, of, sort of where the reveal happens. He is, Sansa insisted, I don't want some brave, someone brave and gentle, like you said earlier. I want him. We'll be ever <laughs> so happy, just like in the songs. You'll see, I'll give him a son with golden hair, and one day he'll be the king of all the realm, the greatest king that ever was, as brave as the wolf and as proud as the lion. Arya made a face. Not if Joffrey's his not if Joffrey's his father, she said. He's a liar and a craven, and anyhow, he's a stag, not a lion. Sansa felt tears in her eyes. He is not. He's not the least bit like that old drunken king, she screamed at her sister, forgetting <laughs> herself in grief. Father looked at her strangely. Gods, he swore softly, out of the mouths of babes. He shouted for Septimordain. To the girl he said the girls he said, I'm looking for a fast trading galley to take you home these days. The sea is safe from the King's Road. You will sail as soon as I can find a proper ship with Septimordaine and a compliment of guards and yes with Cyril Pharrell. If he agrees to enter my service. But say nothing of this. It's better if no one knows of our plans. We'll talk again tomorrow. Um that's about and it's kind of you know interesting too that she just she calls him immediately calls him a lion not you know she doesn't go to stag so it's like there's two little yeah. things in here <laughs> area too they're like nope
3: <laughs> well and you kind of see the generational divide between um Sansa's view of Robert and the way that Ned views Robert Ned certainly sees Robert as he is but you know you can you can always hear and read in, in Ned's thoughts and words that he also simultaneously sees Robert as he was you know younger stronger fitter you know it, it, it his his flaws not being as evident um whereas to Sansa, he's just this, you know old drunk loser
2: <laughs> yeah I mean. Even though i know what happens like when i read that like i get like this little bit of hope in my heart like oh yeah they're gonna go they're gonna go on this ship and it's gonna be i can't help but get that little you know <laughs> that feeling
0: Yeah, it's like that alternate, like, what could have been? Oh
2: my gosh. Yeah,
3: and you know, it's interesting, because we've talked, I don't know in whose chapters or for what reason, but we've talked before about the fact that you know, would, would things have been different? Would Sansa not have gone to Cersei if you know, Ned had explained better to her what was going on, and I think it was a mistake for Ned to tell her at this point that the the Joffrey engagement was off. But you can tell that he's, this is just a chore to him that he's telling them what's going to happen. But he is very clear that they're in mortal danger. He's like, they killed Jory. And, you know, the other guys. He's like, you know, it's dangerous. You need to go. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he did a pretty good job of explaining why they needed to leave King's Landing. I really we've we've kind of given him crap about this before. And I kind of want to retract that. He's very
1: we direct. Yeah. Draw. Yeah, he is, but that oh, if he just lovely. would have waited until the ship was actually there.
3: Yeah, he <laughs> oh, should have just God, thrown him on a ship. No. Obviously, that would have been the best possible uh, thing.
2: And
1: sent uh, him uh, off.
2: God, that's I his problem. Like, oh, oh, God, he's God. just so blunt, so direct. He's got no, like, you know, he has got. He doesn't know how to navigate. He just goes straight in.
0: And he's banking so much on Robert <laughs> protecting him. Like, he's so yeah. hell-bent that, like, I mean, that's just, uh, he's just a uh, not just one person and he's not as strong as he used to be. It's like in both ways, both politically and, you know, physically, like, oh my God, it's scary how much he banked on him. Oh my gosh. And we got a couple of, uh, we actually got three um, for this particular section. Um, so this the first one was from Danny Buck from Discord. What could be done to make George Martin's genetics make sense? Oh,
3: God.
1: <laughs> I, I know. I this is just I, straight up based on hair, and I mean, yeah. we'll get more into it in the next chapter. But it's yeah. just based on hair. Uh, uh, I just
2: think of it as like just part of the fantasy, you know, like world, <laughs> it like is- you know, it's like dragon. I just completely suspend my belief. <laughs> that, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay,
0: be, in this world, black hair, you know, always dominant. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah because he goes back like when he's talking about the like yeah well that's i'm jumping ahead of chapter but yeah he goes real back far back with those genetics too with the black hair
1: <laughs> and it's like had nobody else read that book because i mean <laughs> if that's all it is then i mean we well, john aaron and they the only two that ever this book yeah I, it's just ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> and
0: Natasha on our Discord says, um, "Do you see any foreshadowing in Santa's, re- Santa's rather idealized reference to Aemon and Neris?" I hadn't thought about that. Uh,
2: I don't know what, ha- what, what happens with them. Those two. <laughs> was he? Wait, was he the
3: one? The, the, I, I'm gonna be the Dragonite excuse. is killed young, right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. One in the that's... Kingsguard. No, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> If there's anything I'm less invested in than Targaryen history, I don't know what it yeah. is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but aren't, aren't they siblings? I'm
3: sure, because they're Targaryens. <laughs> Cause
1: they're Targaryens, yeah. So I'm pretty sure they were <laughs> siblings. And yeah, yeah, it I can't remember what happened are. with she, that. She was but... a
0: sister prince of... I just wiki'd it. The Aem and the Dragon Knight. Um she the one Magor, the Cruel? Mother the of King the II and Francis um, Daenerys Targaryen.
2: Oh, is is that the Daenerys uh, married a Donish prince? Oh, I don't even know. I... That... Oh, God knows. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, oh I my
3: don't. God, it's Targeting.
0: such a. I know. I'm even looking at it. It's such. A,
3: <laughs> yeah. We're butchering this question. I'm I sorry. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> should have one at a time. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, that'll be one for uh for next time. Then if we ever get. To... <laughs> Yeah, or maybe,
3: yeah.
1: Wait, I think wait. The, I want to say they both died young. I'm pretty sure. Like, I know Aemon does,
3: Aemon does, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty does,
1: sure right? Neris yeah. does. Yeah. Right? Sure does too, like in childbirth or something. Maybe, but again, Targaryens. So, I mean, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an unhappy one. It, it says it was an unhappy marriage. Maybe it is foreshadowing. <laughs> it says, Oh, he's known to have stated that he loved nine other women, yet Nerys was not counted to be among these. Wow! Well, I guess it could be That's her husband, but she wasn't
3: married to Aemon the Dragon Knight, right? Uh, it he a was a Kingsguard, I
0: thought. Marriage of nope? Aegon? It says, "Oh, it was an A? Oh, her Aegon. That's the guy she did end marrying." Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh shit! Yeah. To an sorry, egg. God. I <laughs> got the Aemon and the Aegon confused. Okay, sorry.
3: Sure, I'm sure. I'm sure pretty sure the Dragon Knight was a Kingsguard. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. Wrong. No, that I'm sounds
1: wrong. right. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah, okay. And I suppose that Neris was his sister.
1: Yeah, sister, and Aegon is the other brother. I would guess if she married him. Why? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that tracks.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, the next one from Aruda twenty two and Reddit is uh. This one's a little bit longer. Um, People who dislike Sansa must not have sisters. I have two, and I can literally feel the injustice, justified or not, she must be feeling over the situation. She's doing everything right according to what her mother and Septa have taught her, um, except for some fights with her sister behind, behind closed doors. And yet she's being sent away in what must feel like the unfairest punishment, and to top it all up... Aria gets to bring her dancing master, but she doesn't even get Ned, telling her that she's leaving for now, but could exchange letters with Joff or some song, something song-like like that. He is, rightly so, wanting to finish her engagement, the one thing that makes her happy, but Aria, who's been running wild in the stables of all places, gets to take what she likes about King's Landing with her. This added a whole, with the whole losing, I'm sorry, her losing lady because of Aria's justified, in parentheses, actions, and Aria not getting punished for it, no wonder she decides it's time for her to break the rules and run to the one person who's pret- pretended to appreciate her. Hell, as a not at all, ol- <laughs> as a, in parentheses, not old at all, 24-year-old, I may get annoyed if I feel my sisters are getting away with so much more than me, and she is what, 12? Also, in the past, you dismissed um, in a uh, past episode you dismissed Sansa dyed Sander's cape and kept it theory because you didn't believe she could have gotten the tint. But I would just like to point out that the dress Arya Sully's makes a comeback after Sansa tints it to hide the stains, so it's something that she can and has done before. So I guess the first part was something we had kind of hit on there that, like you know, aside from, but I guess this is a good point about that is kind of you know when you think about it, it's it's Arya's not getting off as bad as you know an area conference her. we're going back to everyone i mean i yes, don't know i'm gonna quibble I mean, with this I because like i'm gonna to say oh sorry go ahead Devin."
1: oh well, i was just saying yeah I know, aria wants to leave more than i mean yeah. she gets to take syrio and go back home and see everybody
0: and she yeah i don't think she's she doesn't seem like she really I, the other reason i think she wanted to stay was it just syrio that she wanted to stay in Kingsland? i think
3: it was just syrio oh, that no. aria wanted to stay Um, But I would I would quibble with this this portrayal of, you know, because like we just talked about in private, even Sansa still keeping up this lie that the interaction between Arya and Joffrey was was the lie that she told, you know, and not not being honest about the fact that Micah absolutely did not attack Joffrey. Um, So, I mean, I, I hate being in this position of like. No, Sansa did something wrong, because she did. Because on the other hand, like we've already talked about, we know that you know fandom convicts her like she's done mm. something terrible, terrible, when it's just the kind of minor infractions that mm. kid that kids do. It's just that hers had massive, oh, terrible consequences. Um, I think, you know, I totally understand the dynamic between the siblings. And yes, anybody who has had a sibling completely understands when you perceive that someone is unfairly like getting something. But I think more than anything, this is just... You know Sansa's dream being ripped away. I don't think this has as much to do with with Arya winning as it does with just Sansa losing. She's upset about what she's losing here. Um, and yeah, I, this is this is I think Ned's biggest mistake with her is yeah. telling her that he's he's canceling the betrothal to Joffrey. Yeah. I mean, I understand why he yeah. makes it. He's not thinking about yeah. how she's perceiving things. He's worried about fifty other things as he yeah. should be, but.
0: Yeah, it's probably so slight like that's the thing. In her mind it's everything, but for him it's probably just like, Okay, this is not a big deal, I'll find somebody great for her which he says that to her, you know, I'll find you some great person and Yeah. Oh gosh. And they didn't have much. Is that they didn't have much experience around Joffrey, right? So he really wouldn't have. Before he agreed to the betrothal, he wouldn't have known how hideous Joffrey was. I
3: haven't seen Joffrey since yeah. he was a kid.
0: So so they, known, I think yeah. they said Tommen
3: was still breastfeeding, and Tommen is like what okay. six or seven? Yeah, so the Winterfell. So him, yeah. Joffrey, Joffrey would have been maybe seven, <sighs> eight. Gosh, so he wouldn't have. You know,
0: but then it's like you think too, like Sansa is again not. It's like she should have. Some of the things you see him do, like, it's pretty obvious.
1: She's, I mean, it seems like she's spending a wild amount of time with him. For her to talk about him the way she does, like, she must be spending all her time with either Joffrey or Jane Pool and Septimord Dane. Like, that's what it seems like is happening. Um, And so, yeah, like, how is she not? I know. I guess she's just so caught up in the fairy tale. And again, she's 11. So, I mean,
3: she's 11.
0: 11 is,
3: I think, the the big explanation for most of it. Yeah, she's 11.
0: yeah and it could be like a you know an issue with um you know there's plenty of people who are in relationships that people are pretty toxic you know what i mean so maybe yeah she's not understanding the full picture at all oh yeah no it's
3: very much it's just like little finger grooming her i mean like it's the same thing with joffrey it's like the slow slow boil of of an abusive relationship she's in those you know kind of You know, bargaining and excusing phases of the early on where there are obvious red flags, and she doesn't want to see them, and so she just kind of finds a way to work around them. And it's 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 very typical, and actually, you know, I think one of the few things George does right how Sansa kind of bargains her way through all the terrible things that happen to her and around her, and the terrible people that she has to interact (laughs) with.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure he's just not killing cats in front of her either. So. There's that.
0: Yeah, and she's getting it from Not, she's getting laid on thick from Cersei's. You know, she's got these people all yeah. kind of putting
2: these fronts on for her, and ugh, God. And he's like even Geoffrey as well. Like he's given her just enough. You know, what I mean, like yeah. he's he, yeah, he's kind of treating like he's given her these moments of like gallantry, etc. And then he's pulling it away. And then I, I'm sure in her mind, she's like, oh, what did I do? How do I get this back? And I think mean, that's uh, you know how. A lot of you know abusive relationship dynamics work. It's that kind of you know push and pull and and you know like oh but they like me yes you know how do I yeah. you know regain that? So it is really sad. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, yeah.
0: What a mess. And it's just that was basically how it ended. You know she ran back to her room and slammed the door. Oh, man. Uh, any more? Th- I don't think we have any more mail, but any more thoughts on the chapter? Or, um. I'm just sad. I just hate, I just,
3: you know, it's like seeing Jane and and Sansa, you know, having fun and just being kids. And it's just like, you know, everything is going to be worse and worse and worse for her from here. And I just feel, I feel so sad for this, you know, happy, you know, innocent little 11 year old girl who, his life is just about to just go to total shit. It's, it's awful. Pretty horrific for Jane too. Oh, my God. Just both of them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, both of them. Because there,
1: there are no more moments like that for either of them after this book, pretty much. No.
3: Yeah. No. Oh, God. Sansa's. Sansa's a heartbreaker. man.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, we didn't talk about the, the brief thing about the um, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't even pick up on the sansa stained thing like yeah i don't know <laughs> i guess i didn't know about the i i don't even know what you guys said There's on the something podcast about podcast. dying that yeah because i don't yeah it's, it's, <laughs> does anybody on that while they died sanders cape and kept it it might not be because i wasn't on that one so i don't know well she has his sure. cape
3: yeah. we know that later on. his cloak i should say later yeah. on I don't I don't I don't remember I don't if I was on that episode I don't remember it I'm pulling a Devin maybe I was I don't know
1: (laughs) yeah Oh, I'm almost certain I was on that episode I 100% (laughs) do not remember (laughs) Um,
3: I don't know if people understand we are we we record these way ahead so it's it's yeah sometimes it's been months when we
0: we I think everybody right now is going through like I have isolation brain so like I can't like I can only keep so much information in there at once. (laughs) oh man yeah, well, I guess we're on to, um, yeah, I guess I'll wrap it up because <laughs> we're on to more sadness in the next chapters. But um, <laughs> you could reach us at close the door and at com, on Tumblr at close the door and come here at Tumblr.com. Uh, submit questions to the chapter threads on the Jamie and Brienne subreddit. Follow us on Twitter at door podcast. Um, please like review, subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher wherever you listen and i think there's a discord too right because we're getting discord uh, write-ins um -hmm. and then please support us on patreon at close the door um um, thanks katie for hope you had a good first time guesting
2: experience yeah yes right
0: (laughs) (laughs) and thank you uh, chicky and devin um i'm closing the door get out